He is risen. Yes, He is. Uh, if you are being baptized today and you want to take the opportunity to slip out and change clothes, uh, I'm not going to be up here too long. So we're going to do our baptism right after this. Um, uh, turn in your Bible, if you would, over to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24 is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died on the cross to save sinners like you and me, and rose from the dead to give us new life through faith in Him. Amen? And uh, I want to look with you quickly this morning at one of the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. Uh, you may not know this, but Jesus appeared to well over 500 people. Uh, there are 11 different post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. And Jesus appeared to over 500 people uh, in just one of those appearances, and to individuals and groups of people uh, 10 other times after his death so that there would never be any question in their mind that the Savior is alive. Amen? He is not in the tomb anymore. Uh, This is one of my favorite stories because it's so funny to me what happens here in Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse 13. Uh, That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. Then one of them named Clopas answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not, him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent." So he went in to stay with them, and when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. 
and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Now there's a whole lot I could say, <coughs> I could say about this story. Um, if you have been here to this church before, you know that that is true, that I can go on for a while, okay? I'm not going to do that today. I want to get right to the point. And the point is, is that after Jesus rose from the dead, some of the people who had followed him did not recognize him for who he was, which is funny. They'd spent probably at least three years with this man. They had eaten with him. They had They had slept in the same room with him as they traveled about together. They had uh, eaten with him and done miracles with him and seen him do amazing things. They had traveled all across Israel with him. They had been with him all the time. And yet here he stands next to them walking on the road for two hours. Because, you know, I mean, if you're really trucking, you can make it and you, you can make four miles an hour, right? This is about a seven mile trip. I assume as they're walking, they're not really trying to beat feet down the road. But three and a half miles an hour, they're, they're on the road two hours with Jesus, and he's talking with them and he's teaching them as he had taught them for years previous to this, and still they don't see who it is. They don't know. They don't recognize him. And I think, you know, the text doesn't tell us, but I think the reason why they didn't recognize him is because they didn't believe what he had told them repeatedly about how he was going to die and rise. He said over and over again, he said, just like Jonah was three days In the great fish, so the Son of Man, meaning himself, will be three days in the belly of the earth. And he told him explicitly, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be betrayed into the hands of the chief priests and the elders. They're going to put me to death, but I will rise again. And the text repeatedly says, even as he said these things, they didn't believe or understand what he said. And they knew that Jesus had been crucified. In fact, the whole city knew, which is why they're shocked that Jesus doesn't know what's going on. Well, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who doesn't know these things? Well, he, of course he knows, but he asks them anyway. Well, fill me in. What are all the details that you know? And so they do. They explain everything that they believe, but notice how they refer to Jesus as a great prophet. But we were hoping he was the Savior. We were hoping he was the Redeemer. We were hoping that he was going to be the Messiah that the prophets spoke about. And he goes, oh, well, you want to talk about the prophets? 
well, let's talk about the prophets. And so he starts in Genesis, and he goes through the whole Old Testament with them over two hours, pointing out all the things that the prophets said about the Messiah, including the fact that the prophets speak of one who will not see decay in the grave. And while they're walking and talking, their hearts are burning within them. And they go, you know, all the little hairs are standing up on the back of their neck, and they still don't know that it's Jesus who is speaking to them until they get to the place where they're going to stay, and they're going to have dinner. And Jesus sits down with them, and he takes a loaf of bread, and he breaks it. Now, I don't know what at that moment caused them to recognize Jesus for who he was. Maybe it was as he picked up the bread and broke it, the sleeves on his robe fell down and they could see the scars of the nails, and they knew. Or maybe it was just something in the way that he handled that, that piece of bread. You know, it had been about three days since they ate the Passover with him, and he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. Maybe it was something in the way that he did that, that it was very unique. And they immediately see, it's Jesus. He really is risen. He is risen indeed. And as soon as they recognize him, it's, and then he's gone. Where did he go? Wait a minute. Hold on. I got so many questions. He appears again later and answers a lot of questions for them. But here's the point I want to make today. That many of you here today have, just like these disciples, believed in Jesus Christ. Just like these who gave their testimony up here earlier, you have believed in Jesus Christ, who died and rose for you and for your sins. But perhaps there are some here today who have heard about Jesus, who have been around Jesus, who know about Jesus, who have maybe even read the Bible or maybe been part of a church for a long time, but who have never recognized Jesus for who He in fact is, the risen Savior, the Son of God, who died for your sins. Not just for sin in, in general, but for your sins in particular. That is, as Hebrews uh, tells us, that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And the joy that was set before him was you. That as he contemplated going to the cross, though he was sinless, though he was the Son of God, though he had done nothing deserving of death, he went to the cross because he loved you. And if you were the only person in all the world who needed redemption, who needed forgiveness of sin, and to come into relationship with God through faith in him, Jesus would have still gone to the cross just for you. He still would have gone just for you. But of course, the Scripture tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And you know, a lot of people think that, that 
that what the Bible says is that good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. Let me tell you, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible, well, the Bible does say that in, some, in a certain sense, if you understand it the right way. As soon as you understand that, that the world does not divide between bad people and good people, it divides between bad people and Jesus. And good people go to heaven, Jesus. And bad people go to hell, us. Because the wages of sin is death. But the Bible also says that because Jesus is the only good person who's ever lived and only was good because he was the Son of God, the perfect Son of God, come in the flesh, come as a human being, that out of God's love he might save you and me from the consequences of our sin, from sin and death and hell. He came for you and for me. And if you've never had your eyes fully open, like these guys here in this story, these two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they had their eyes shut to the reality of who Jesus was. They didn't recognize him for who he was. Maybe someone sitting here in this room today has had their eyes up to now shut to who Jesus really is. And maybe as I'm speaking your heart, like these guys, is burning within you. And you are thinking to yourself, he is talking to me. I am the person who has never put their trust in Jesus Christ. Who's never transferred their, their faith from themselves over to the Lord Jesus I want to invite you to do that right now, even as you're sitting here, even as you're listening to me. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you walk down the aisle or anything like that. But in your own heart, put your trust in Jesus Christ and believe that He is who He claimed to be, who He proved Himself to be through the resurrection. You know, if a guy claims to be God, don't believe him. If he claims to be God, gets crucified, and rises from the dead, you better take notes. Okay? There are some unusual things about that fellow. Amen? (laughs) He proved that he was God through the resurrection and showed himself real to hundreds and hundreds of people so that we might have Faith based not on simply hope, but based on evidence that this really did happen historically, verifiably, visibly. That we might have confidence that He is the risen Son of God, who is the Savior, who is the only Savior who can give new life. And if you would like to talk to somebody more about what it means to have new life through faith in Jesus, I will stay here as long as you need. We'll sit in the cafe over there. We'll eat whatever's left of the cinnamon rolls and donuts, drink coffee until we start twitching, okay? But I will stay as long as we need for you to understand that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners and that you are one of those and that God loves you in your sin and wants to redeem you from its consequences.
Amen? Let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus Christ is risen today and that with the saints and the angels we can shout for joy that the Savior is alive, that we do not venerate a dead man. We do not commemorate Jesus' sacrifice on the cross because he died there. We celebrate his sacrifice on the cross because he did not stay dead. And he is the victor over sin and death and hell for every person, man, woman, or child, who puts their trust in him who transfers their membership in the domain of darkness over to the kingdom of God's dear Son by putting their trust in Jesus and saying, Father, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins as my substitute and rose from the dead to give me eternal life that I might be with you forever and ever in your presence in heaven. And Father, we know that at the moment someone puts their trust in Jesus Christ like that, that they receive your Holy Spirit and new life. And Father, we thank you for your great grace. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we give you praise in his name and by your Spirit's power. Amen.